Welcome to another edition of After Further View. Mark Ferrer, John Pelkey, Jeff Taylor on the board and our producer. It's October 7th. I think it's our 73rd, 74th, 75th perhaps episode. Who's counting at this point? But lots to talk about. Apparently you. Well, I like numbers, John. You know, I know you do. I know you do. It's like, you know, uh, I I know all the president's names. You know, like I could throw out a number and I could go like, uh, 1843, and I'd know who's president. Or I could say 11. Yeah, the 11th president's obviously uh, uh, James K. Polk. All right. Who who had a pretty good run, you know, at the time. He was very popular, but he only had four years. He said he was only going to do four years, and then he promptly died after he got out of office. He should have stayed president. Wow. Uh, James K. Polk, solid president, no doubt about it. So, uh, yeah. So there it is. But, you know, this, this is the thing. Yeah, I don't know how many of my friends have commented to me, and we've talked about this forever, that come October, we were going to, you know, September and October, we were going to see NHL finals, NBA finals, you know, U.S. Open, golf and tennis. We were going to see baseball playoffs, NFL, college football. It is unbelievable right now yeah. how much is going on. And I frankly think it's the best thing that it's the best thing about 2020 is the fact that sports in the fall, which is when we what October we October and March, we all sort of agree are the best sports months right. in, in the year. And and now October's the best sports month on steroids. And thank God, frankly, that we have something that's better than 2019 or previous years in the sense that uh every single sport yeah. is happening at the same time. I I'm love glad it. I'm glad the NHL wrapped it up early, though, because just trying to find time to to watch enough stuff to feel like I'm, you know, particularly with these baseball playoffs, the expanded playoffs, yeah. and there's, you know, four and five games yeah. in a day. And then, you know, I realize the NBA finals are on at like 1030. And it, it's just it's crazy. It's that. And I think I said it in the last show, the Stephen Wright joke, if it wasn't for time, everything would happen at once. And if everything is literally happening at once and it's time was a victim of COVID-19 and 2020 (laughs) time was actually a victim. Everything is happening at once. Let's start with the, uh, let's actually start with the progressive trivia right now. And we'll see what happens with this one. I started with another player and then I fell to this guy as I was researching. I've done that similar statistics. And I thought that guy's probably better, you know, looking at a certain, uh, statistical or clue or whatever it is. And it's like, all right, maybe we go with him. So here we go. 35,000 plus passing yards. That's a lot. Six-time Pro Bowler. 20 plus TDs in the postseason. Went to a school in the ACC. Mm. Boy, that's, see, that's tough. I not, will say this. that eraing me yet. I don't have era yet, you know, and right. I don't know if he's that's active true. or not. Now, the six-time Pro Bowler, I will say it's from the previous guy I was doing. I didn't catch that when I was So it's not it. actually the clue. That's incorrect. What, That's how, an incorrect clue. How many Pro Bowls for this guy? I can't, I can't tell you. Because that'll, because that. that'll, that'll, uh, it may, it may, that would have well. given it to me. I'm just going, I'm going with that. That would give it to me. That would have given it to me. I would, right. I would have exactly known. So, so now you're, you know, now you're off the hook. Now you're not yeah. knowing it after four. Right. You just you're putting false clues. You're doing what we have been accused of at the ESPN club. I used to love that because and it's usually with the, you know, played with or whatever, where it's like, uh, you know, oh, you never, you never played with him. He never played with him. And it's like you show it to them. It's like, yeah, no, actually, he had a cup of coffee at the end of his career with uh, with with that team. And they still don't believe it or they'll just pick one clue. You know, it would be like, a, is it a. Is it Rich Gannon? No. He, he went to six Pro Bowls. Well, yeah, but he, he he went to Delaware, which isn't in the ACC, though in many ways might as well be at this point. Uh, yeah, 
So you, you're just giving false clues. I, I like it. It's, a, it's harkening back to when we used to work for a living. Uh, yes, indeed. And that's the Dave Azer in the video talking about progressive trivia. That's the one thing he, he focuses on. Is First is thing that. he said to me when I took, that, when I took over his job and, uh, and immediately elevated the quality of the show, um, the, the first thing, and he went on to a much bigger paycheck and stardom, so it's all right. It was a win-win. Let's just be honest. He was better at what he did, and I was better at what I did. Um, but the first thing he said to me when, uh, when we prob- probably the, the infamous, uh, uh, fringe festival, uh, day, he, uh, he said, uh, you gotta, you gotta make sure you don't let it just lapse into being nothing but trivia. Cause that, I guess, you know, you guys did a lot of trivia back in the, in the beginning. We, we upped the ante a little bit. We did. Um, but, we did. uh, we had, we had look lives. We had video, we had video production. We had actually yeah. a lot of great athletes once, uh, Keith got into that position. So with this video, I'm talking about this. I know this way inside baseball. Yes, yeah. my kids. Video for Mark's 60th birthday. That we and, all. And uh, did you like? But and, and John has a prominent role in it, as you would as you would expect. And uh, did you like the underscore music that they had for you when yeah. they first came on? Oh, absolutely. That, that was pretty. Uh, pretty yeah. clutch. All great. All Good right. Stuff. Can't yeah. wait to watch the rest of it. Yeah, and you make uh, two more, at least two more appearances. It's like Reds, though. There's got to be, there should be no, like a, an intermission for God's sake. Jody, uh, my market, and I, I mean, honestly, Jeff, I'm, I I only saw it be 10 minutes of it. It's about a half an hour long, and I'm like 10 minutes in. I go, I'll have to watch the rest of this later, and I hear my wife go, later? What do you mean? There's more? No, <laughs> and it's like her it's hadn't even, she hadn't even come really into it yet. Long. She hadn't even come into it yet. No, I mean, no, she she has an appearance as well a little bit later. Did, right. did you see the wine? Did you see that that particular commercial, the wine commercial? I did. I did see the wine commercial. They're fine, That's, fine uh, uh, that, video actors versus me. Who's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Major League Baseball. You mentioned it. And uh, we talked earlier uh, about how much you were rooting for the A's. And I know Jeff is no fan of the Astros as well. Uh, they're up. To, they're up to nothing. They um, haven't lost a game. They're four and zero. They're hitting like three hundred this series. I think they hit one ninety the last series because you know they were they were um, they didn't hit, but they really pitched well. So they're doing everything they need to do right to make this thing happen. They're up two to nothing. It's and it's a best of five. So all they need to do is win one more. But Dusty Baker. I will say this: Dusty Baker has uh, been in this situation before, up to mm-hmm. nothing, needing just to win one game. And in the in the in the particular series I remember in 2012, they went back to Cincinnati, so they were at home for three games and lost all three. Yeah, and I think he got fired after that because of his uh, postseason history. But I don't know about this one. The A's aren't the most stellar postseason performers, mm-hmm. and the Astros seem to be finding their way. They pitched really well in the first series when they didn't hit, and now they're hitting really well in this series when, at least in the first game, they didn't pitch that well. So I don't know. I like. I certainly like the Astros to move on to the ALCS. Well, and I think the thing about the Astros, too, and I think one of the things that happened, and, and, and I wasn't as up in arms about the cheating thing as, as some people were, I, but I, I do think that it obscured the fact that, yes, they were caught doing that. They're also a very talented baseball team. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, the only reason that they got to the world. No, they're a talented baseball team that that uh, sadly cheated for an extra bit of an edge. And I really do, Mark. I think I said this the last show. I think they're using the fact that it's them against the yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, uh, as something to fuel them and, you know, giving giving world class athletes more things to to drive their performance. Uh, and and I, and I think you're right. It's a, it's not a really great matchup for the A's. This is not a there were better A's teams that did not move on in the playoffs than the one that we're seeing uh, now. So I think, yeah, kind of a bad matchup for a good, a decent A's team, but not as talented. As Houston Astros and to, hit 194 in the yeah. first series. And to your point, that's scary when a team is uh, doesn't you, we've seen teams that just come in and they'll outscore everybody. I mean, certainly look like the Braves in the first where they didn't give up a run. Uh, now they've yeah. proven that they can, you know, they can give up some runs and then score a lot of runs as well. But uh, you're right about the Astros. They can they can beat you in low scoring pitchers duels and they can beat you 
if they have to outscore you. So I, I think they're going to be a tough out. And I know that everybody thinks that the Yankees and Rays, and I said, it seems like it's your American League Championship Series. But uh, I tell you, if the if the Astros beat either of those teams in the ALCS, I don't think that's a huge upset at all. Even though they finished under 500 in the first 60 games. So. Yeah, I don't. I, it just, does the regular season record in this 60 game season mean that much? I, I don't think that it I think, does. I think that the people that are rooting for teams that get ousted by those teams are going to have, the, and those that's going to be the sour grapes argument. Yeah. You know, they were 29 and 31. Well, that's 60 games, people. Mm-hmm. Lots of champions have a 60 game stretch where they're 29 and 31. Right. So it's uh, – I agree with you in principle, but I think it's going to be used a lot. But they remember, they went to the World Series last year. They went to the World right. Series in 17. Right. So two out of the last three World Series they were in, they have been a juggernaut really for the last three, four, five years. Why would that change? And and the cheating thing is like, look, most people think Barry Bonds cheated uh, and, and took steroids. It, it didn't matter. Barry Bonds was, I mean, it might have mattered, obviously, to the numbers, and there were some things. But Barry Bonds was still a great, great baseball player. Yeah, he was a Hall of Famer like and, Roger Clemens. You know, you know, and these guys, Carlos Correa and stuff, they're really, really good baseball players. Yes. And I think, you know, they are going to be a tough out for anyone. And and would you be surprised if this this Rays Yankee series, which has all the hallmarks of, of a of a terrific series, of a classic? Yeah. Oh my god! Going five games, it's it's the classic. I mean, the Yankees have thirteen home runs in in the yeah. postseason so far, yeah. and the Rays are the second best pitching staff in the American League. So yeah, I know. Yeah. So would would you be surprised if they just beat each other up for five games and and the Astros sweep and get to sit around? Yeah, I you know they're they're in the fabled catbird seat right now. I think if you look at all four teams left in the American league, um, they're, they're certainly uh, well primed to, uh, to get back to another world series. And yeah, well, that would, I, you know, because I really care about the American league other than the Orioles anyway, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Whatever. No, I mean, it'll be, I think it'd be fun to have that, but I mean, they hit 196 in the, in the, in the first play in, you know, series, whatever you call that one. And now they're hitting 303. Because or 306, whatever it is. It's hilarious. Uh, we've talked about the Rays and the Yankees briefly. The Yankees have 13, 13 John, 13 yeah. home runs <laughs> in four games. And I hate the me all the more because of it. You know me. I don't, I don't know. 13 home runs. home runs. The Rays are the second best pitching staff in the, uh, in, you know, according to ERA in the American League. It, 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 should, it should be a lot of fun. I, but it's 1-1. One, one. Yep, it's 1-1. One, one. I think this is going to be a very good series. In the National League, uh, to your point, the Braves didn't give up a run. They had a 0.00 ERA for the first series. They gave up five yesterday, I believe, was what it was. But um, they won going away. And they're the saying that they're alive. They're saying that the uh, beaning of Acuna was the thing that really kind of talk about giving guys extra reason. Um, they said uh, a couple of Braves players have said that that was a turning point for them, that you know, it refocused them in some way. Yeah, the Marlins were ahead, and for a while I was thinking, you know, there is a Marlins postseason yeah. weird thing. Never lost I a series. Hated it. Exactly. I just couldn't stand them in 97 and 2003, primarily because they beat the Giants, but I then I didn't want them to win afterwards. And they kept doing it, and it's this weird, bizarre pact. I think it's it comes down to a pact. I, oh, I have a Satanistic pact. I would certainly hope. I yes, mean, there, you know, there's some sort 2020. of twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. Why not yeah. zombies? That's next. Exactly. By either, the way, either a supernatural evil a pact with the devil, a la Mick Jagger and Aleister Crowley, uh, or uh, what's that? Robert Johnson as well. Oh, yes, yeah. any of those, or just maybe just a high end, you know, deep, deep, deep state. Could be, uh, you know, always uh, a possibility, maybe um, Russian and Chinese, you know, collusion kind of thing. You know, who well, knows? Well, I like that very Manchurian candidate sort of thing. Uh, Tom yeah. Marino basically saying the A's inexperienced lineup. Agreed. I just don't. I think there have been my whole point, but there have been better A's teams that haven't gotten this far in the playoffs. So I think they're just running into a team that's probably better than them. And he's saying the Orioles are a long way from winning the World Series. Will not happen in my lifetime. And I just had a two hour uh, online meeting with our, our financial advisor who mapped out what kind of money we would have if I lived to be 90. And I think even if that happens, 
the Orioles will not win another World Series. So you're in good shape to have uh, enough money to pay the bills when you're 90. Well, I mean, if, you know, not too many more years like this, uh, if we could get back to something approaching what it used to be, uh, then, then we would be okay. It was just, you know, laying all that sort of stuff, stuff out. But even if I make 90, Mark, 34 years, the Orioles will not win the World Series in that period. Wow, 34 I'm, years? That's a bit much, Johnny. I, I I think I would take that bet. Would you? I Yeah, 34 years? Yeah, but then, yeah. You'd, have to make, you, then you'd have to make 94. And I'm thinking neither of us are going to be there to collect on that bet. No, that's, that's the that's, issue. That is actually the truth. That, that's the issue. I don't that think, the, you know, exactly I, the truth. to say in my lifetime that they won't win another World Series, well, hell, I don't think they're going to turn it around two, three years. So I, I think there's certainly a possibility, you know, no, but that's but, not going to happen. But. No, but you said 34 years. I would take that bet, and then it would, would, it would go to my kids, you know, who would collect on the Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. There would be none of that. It would have to go directly to you. I'm not going to play any of that. I don't be, believe in that general. I want the death tax. You know me. I have generational wealth shit. How does no. that work out? How does that work out anyway? Like John's on his deathbed and he has to write a check to your kids. He's like, all right, I'm at, I'm dying now. So oh, here's the check. Who, who are we kidding? Healthy a check? Lives. At that point, Jeff, he just, lives. at that point, they'll just plug into the whatever uh, silicone chip is in my uh, neck and it'll take whatever money is and pass it along to their neck. So come on. <laughs> the neck now. Huh? So I thought it was supposed to be in the, uh, the hand. Really? Uh, I, I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea at all. That wouldn't be good for like pitchers and quarterbacks and things like that. Well, people have so much ink on them these days. It doesn't really even matter. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you couldn't even tell if there was a mark on their arm or their you've hand. Been, you've been considering the 60, the tattoo? Because, you know, I got one a few couple of years ago. Uh, are, have you considered that, the tattoo? Nothing like that? Or you know me, Johnny. Afraid you can't get buried in a Jewish nah, cemetery? You know no, I'm just no, I'm just afraid in general. You know, yeah. some sort of blood poisoning I'm going to get. You know, some sort of something. I'm just afraid. I'm just you don't afraid put a of some sticker sort of on a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, very yeah, sweet. I think, yeah. I think a right, six, so, sixty-year-old. I think you need to get a Giants tattoo, San Francisco Giants tattoo. I think that's where you'd go. I don't know. Giants. Maybe picture of your kids, Kiki and Morton. <laughs> Kiki and Morton and a, and a Giants tattoo. All right. Kind of like that. Well, Giants 49ers, because Bobby's sort of the 49er fan of my kids, and Taylor's the Giants fan. Ah. So, uh, so maybe their face over each of the logos, uh, you know, that obviously would not look very would not look very like a good. whole sleeve. Like yeah. just a whole sleeve yeah. looking yeah. like, you know, That's with like much. the Golden Gate Bridge. Too much to go through, Giants. There's a little pain there's, involved. It's not, it's not too really much pain. to go for a sleeve. Yeah, there's a lot of pain, I would assume, at that point in time. Yeah, you got to go through like a number of different. Uh, yeah, that's not, that that's just not gonna happen. I'm going to get you. I'm getting you drunk and you're getting a tattoo. I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> of course. Jeff's got a guy. We'll keep, right. we'll keep the price down and we're going to get a tattoo of uh, the Giants and the Niners logo on Mark's ass. That, that's happening, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Y- chime in, fans, if that's what you'd like to see because we. No. We need to we need to give our fans something back. I'll tell you, I will talk about the uh, Dodgers and the Padres. You realize the Dodgers had four hits, four runs on five to one. They had four. Oh, I thought they had four to one. Good lord, that's run production, baby. <clears throat> they got all four hits in one inning, and got four runs in that inning. They got three, you know, runs that were earned. One was unearned, and one was a wild pitch. So technically, it's earned, but they only had three RBIs. In yeah, the lineup, if you will. Four hits, all in one inning, John. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. No, it's why you're yelling at me. I know. I don't. Know I didn't give right. up the hits. No, it's it's like it's like the 1960s Dodgers who, and we know this lineup is not like the 1960s Dodgers. This lineup can explode at any time, and it did in that one inning. There were four hits, but that's the, the entire. Can you, know, you the entire box score? Is this one inning and they they win going away against San Diego and it was a tight game, right? Can uh, you take? Lane. It was very can tight. You, can you take away from that game if you're a Padres fan the fact that you did largely shut them down? Obviously, the rest of the game you just had you gave up the big inning. Is that? It, and I know I'm not a big you know moral victory guy, but I mean you, you do have to look at it. if your team like the Padres that hasn't been in the postseason for a while and this juggernaut that is the Dodgers that we all believe is going to get to the World Series and lose again. Um, don't do, do you think know. you can take something positive away from that? 
I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's like you, you were in the game. You know, close it out. People. You only gave up four hits, though. Yeah, but close, but close it out. You had five. San Diego, you had five hits. I mean, come on. You shouldn't lose hit. by four runs when you out-hit the opponent. That's a good point. It's just not going to happen. The, the Dodgers are going to walk. Although, I think the Braves might give them a little bit of a series. Yeah, they I, do think, I do think Atlanta, L.A. would be a really nice NLCS. I think that's what we're probably going to see, too. And where it's probably going to be, you know, that's a seven-game series finally. We're back to seven games. I, you know, I would be very surprised if it goes – you know, more than six games. I, I can't see the Braves winning more than two. But yeah, in the American League, we'll see. Who knows? It might be another Astros Dodgers World Series down. Now, wouldn't that be great? And then the Dodgers get redemption. Because isn't is wouldn't that be better redemption for a Dodger fan as opposed to Joe Kelly hitting a batter and having that little face when there's a big mural about him now too with his kids. <laughs> God, isn't that isn't isn't beating them in the World Series? Yeah, no, I would. No, of course, that's the ultimate. Yes, Yes. that is the ultimate because you're you're playing against largely the same Houston team. There are some uh, there. There are some some different guys. Obviously, it's not all the same. But, yeah, I would think that would be the ultimate redemption. And if you're a, a Dodger fan, I think you cheer for Houston getting there so you can do that. I know most of them are like, ah, let them lose, cheaters. No, come on. Let's do this without you banging on a trash can and having a silicone chip, which I've used too much now, inside <laughs> your jersey or what the hell ever. Good Lord. All right, let me uh, – I want to want to point out a couple of things here for the for the progressive trivia. To, 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 to Tom Marino slammed my Orioles, and rightfully so. Uh, Joe Flacco, he, he didn't go to an ACC school. He, 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 I believe, actually went to Delaware as well. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers went to Cal, couldn't be further away from the Atlantic coast. So, no, that would be no. And I don't even know what the answer is right now. Yeah, no, let's see, now Tom, now Tom's chiming in. Oh, no, wait, he wasn't in the ACC. Oh, we'll pretend he didn't hear me. Good Lord, just rampant cheat. Let's Talk go. about it. There's, ba- there's trash can banging on our progressives, Mark. I'm convinced of it. Of course, obviously. Obviously, I don't think there's any doubt. Let's go. Uh, let's go back to progressive. Thirty-five thousand passing yards, six-time Pro Bowler, which isn't true. Twenty uh, plus TDs in the postseason. May or may not have gone to six. To you school. don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he did go to six. We don't know, and I don't uh, know who it is. So I, I do know he didn't. I do know he okay. didn't. Went to a school in the ACC. Here, John, is when where you might be. You know, you might have to rethink some things. Played with Frank Gore and Emmanuel Sanders. 24 game-winning drives in his career. Went to two schools, however. Went to two schools. Thrown as many playoff interceptions as he has won playoff games. Went to two schools, John. So now, see, is that a Juco? Is it... You it's know. a it's a major division one. Uh, OK, you know, so he went to two F- actual name schools. Okay. FBS is, you know, the way you call it these days. FBS schools. He went to two FBS schools. Yes. OK. All right. Let me let me let me think about that. And one of them was an ACC school. All right. The other, maybe not. But we, we don't know that even. So. I, and I have not said if anything's right or wrong at the, at, at the time, at the, at the moment. Let's go to the uh, the NBA playoffs. Uh, to me, the most interesting thing about last night, and they're up 3-1, the Lakers, over the Miami Heat. And I think the Miami Heat are such gamers. I love watching them. I think they are so undermanned right now. And I think they don't have their, you know, they don't have their guard, their main guard, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they are playing. It is very impressive to see what the Heat are doing. I have, you know, I might be more convinced, Jeff, about Eric Spolster's credentials in a finals loss than I hey, would in a finals win. Listen, I, I'm known for two things saying Darko Milicic would get a championship before Carmelo Anthony and that Eric Spolster will be a Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> I, I, All right. One of I those think, things is true. Yes. <laughs> I think both of them will eventually be true. But I love the fact that the reason the Lakers are where they are right now in the end, and I think we can all agree with this, 
is because of how they've played defense all year. They, they held Miami to the lowest amount of points they've gotten in the entire postseason. And the adjustments they're making. I mean, Vogel, I always thought Vogel was a solid coach. I didn't think he – but th- having Anthony – having seven-foot Anthony Davis guard Jimmy Butler and shut him down was genius. And their defense is why they're in this position. I think that's – you know, anyone that loves the NBA, anyone that really loves – because in the, in the end, defense – we've always heard people say this. Defense and rebounds – are literally about effort and will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's like getting position. It's like having the energy to defend. It's like that's what was so impressive about Dennis Rodman in all those years is that he just had this will, this effort. This he, he just took his game up to this higher level, even without natural talent. I mean, he had obviously some to be in the NBA, but it's their defense. And the fact they put AD on Jimmy Butler and it worked, yeah. I don't know. I think that's a great story. Yeah, no, I I mean, I agree. I, I just think, as we talked about before this, I think Miami deserves, and and, and uh, Spolstra, they deserve a, an awful lot of credit. I think they have managed the bubble better than everybody else. And I think on any night, they're, they're, they can beat anybody on any night. That's That's quite obvious. I just think in a... In an extended series, LA is just a better team. They're, they they just have more talent than especially Miami. now. Yeah, Miami's banged up. Yeah, so uh, you know that said, I wouldn't be surprised if they win. If Miami wins another one, I would not be in any way shocked because I don't care how good teams are. When you're up three to one, it's awfully easy to start picturing yourself holding that trophy up. So. There you go. By the way, Joe Flacco. Tom Reno's gotten it. He got it. His first guess, he got it. Ah, did I just give it? I just just give it away? I just gave it away, didn't I? You probably didn't didn't hear it, so it may not transfer. He he had actually said that earlier, actually, and I said, no. Okay, sorry. No, that was his first guess. Yeah. And and you mocked him. I did. I did. (laughs) I did not know that he'd gone. I'd forgotten. I guess I'd known that. See, I'm I'm just, I'm a bad guy. I, I fully admit it. Uh, Jan Ferreira is on the line as well right now. And, but Tommy, man, oh man, that's good. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did have an ACC school. That wasn't an ACC school. Oh, by the way, when he was there, Yeah, but it is now an ACC school. Now I'd like to point out that your mom, your, your mom's calling me Joe. Now I'd like to point that out. Hi, Joe. Hi, Jeff. No, he, no, she's talking to Joe Connolly. She's saying hello to Joe Connolly, and she's saying hello to Jeff Taylor. She's not saying hello to you. Well, or me. That, or me, we should point out. She's still or, angry I failed your algebra class when I was when we were both in ninth grade and I was taking it or whatever. Blames me for everything that's ever happened to you. God almighty. I know. All right, so so there it is. Let's uh, uh any other NBA stuff to offer guys in terms of where we are. I mean, you think you, you wouldn't be surprised if Miami wins, goes to three, two. I think they're probably, I think the Lakers are going to do a bet on I, series, which is win four to one. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet that they're going to win the next game, but I would not be surprised because again, I think there is a tendency for teams up three to one to, you know, it, it's just human nature. You know, you've got, you know, you, you have to win one and you have three games to do it. So We'll see. I, I think I think LeBron's pretty focused right now, I, and I and his I, record in closeout games, his record in closeout games is pretty stellar. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it is like pretty stellar. It's like over eighty percent or ninety yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's turning on me, by the way. Now, Tom Marino turning on me. I don't know why he's saying you guys. Come on now, Tommy. I'm giving you. I'm giving you all kinds of love for figuring out Joe Flacco. I'm just giving it away. This yeah, that's all right. Whatever. You know, what nobody cares who listens. No. Just your family. They're all here listening right now. <laughs> they're, anyway. they're all. We, they're we all. did pick up a fan though. We picked up a fan. Uh, Reese Williams, seven-year-old Reese Williams. Ah, I did read that. His his. And they like his, what he likes when we argue. He loves it when we argue. He laughs when I pick on you because he knows me, and uh, he's been told about you. You know, as as. <laughs> As parents from you, as parents warn their children about, you know, <laughs> people. So be careful yeah. that little old man, Reese. Listen, listen, if you're around this guy, honestly, what's the safe word? There it is. Stranger danger. 
Mm, watch out for uh, All right, so let's go to the last set of clues for this guy. You know, and why doesn't anyone think of another major quarterback that's out there right now and active who went to two schools and one of them was in the ACC, John? Who, who, who would that be? A guy who's had a great career and he went to two schools, one of them in the ACC. Don't you automatically think of someone else? I actually, I don't. I don't think I, for some reason, that's, that's Russell stumping Wilson. me. Russell Wilson. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. How did I not know that? He played that's for Tom O'Brien. Who I met. Yeah. That's who I wanted to do. And then I got onto the Joe Flacco thing and it, mm. unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, you know, it's like, I just have to give credit where credit's due. Tom yeah. Marino. Might as well just roll the contribution, by the way, yeah. in the video. Tom Marino's playing Happy Birthday with fingers like this, which he says are my fingers. All right, 35,000 passing yards. Uh, by the way, Flacco, no pro, no pro Bowls. How None. About? Zero. That's very surprising to me. Zero. 20-plus TDs in the postseason, oh, by the way. Went to a school in the ACC, which was Pitt, which wasn't in the ACC at the time. And that, played, that would have gotten me, too, because I still don't think of them as an ACC school. Played with Frank Gore. That's this year with the Jets. Flacco will start this Sunday, by the way, because Darnold is out. He played with Emmanuel Sanders last year when he was with the Broncos. So it's, you know, hilarious. Wow. That's before Sanders was traded to the 49ers. Right. I know. Seriously, I thought, uh, you, know, <laughs> you just can't win. 24 game-winning drives. Went to two schools, Pitt as well as uh, Delaware. Mm. And thrown as many playoff interceptions, 10, as has one playoff game. It's won 10 playoff games. Mm-hmm. 10. That's why I think it's it's remarkable to me the, the the Pro Bowl thing had you I I would have had a better chance getting it with the six plus Pro Bowls than I would have with the zero quite frankly yeah you know you never know you never know what's going to land and what's going to you know what's going to hit so the last set of clues he won at least one Super Bowl that was after the 2012 season against the 49ers uh, top ten active TDs thrown and top ten active passing yards. And in one postseason, that was the 2012 postseason, had 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Remarkable. He was Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. 2012 uh, Baltimore Ravens that won the Super Bowl. That's indeed. Well, might as well give it out right now, Jeff. What the heck? It's who is it? We all know at this point in time, it's Joe Joe Flacco. Yeah. Who is starting this Sunday for the New York football Jets. Wow. Well, so who knows? What's Sam Darnold? Why is he out? Just disinterest? Because <laughs> I can I mean, see, I can see that honestly. Seriously, it's like no. really. Do I have to go through this? Because I'm not. I don't want to look at game film. What's <laughs> like on we? I mean, what 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 is he down in the? On we, I think is a great reason why you're uh, you do not play DNP on we. I love that. I do it's love not, that. You know, it's it, too true, though. It really has to be difficult when you're on a team like the Jets. And I know you're, these guys are self-motivated and everything. But when you know week in and week out that it's going to be, you know, if you win a game, it's literally going to be considered a miracle. Um, that's got to be difficult year in and year out. And I feel bad. I feel bad for Darnold. I wonder if he's going to be one of these guys who – the wrong situation with the wrong coaching um, slowed his progression down. I don't know, Johnny. You know Pac-12 quarterbacks. I do. I do. I do. I was not huge on Sam Darnold uh, at the time, but, I mean, he has shown flashes of having the skill set. But, Mark, you and I have talked to enough coaches. We've talked to enough players. We talk about how important it is to be in the right place, particularly for quarterbacks. Because it is a, you know, the step from being a college player to a professional player at any position is a big step. People don't understand how much bigger that is than going from, you know, even going from high school to a Division One power. It's yeah. still light years ahead. When you're talking about quarterback, you have inconsistent coaching or you it 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 can it can wear on you. The uh, Washington football team has benched Dwayne Haskins. I was never a huge fan of Haskins as that draft choice anyway, because I always felt that he was, and everyone did, that he was a bit of a project. And he found himself in Washington, which is not a great culture there. I think Ron Rivera will bring that back, but I just wonder if it's really, really set him back to the point that he may never uh, he may never have success that he might have had if he'd been in a situation like Tua is, where you have a veteran in front of you and you have, you have a head coach and a front office that, that has a plan and doesn't just, you know, throw 
throw the bones to decide what they're going to do on any given moment. So I know, but you look at Joe Burrow and the lack of offensive line that since he has and the lack of talent up and down the roster for the most part, Joe Mixon's starting to step up, but I mean, yeah. And he, and he is gaming it, man. He's there. They they're undefeated in their last two weeks. Yeah. They got a tie and a win, <laughs> but, but they're also, but listen, there are also guys who've been successful quarterbacks who have struggled and, you know, and again, Haskins, I believe it's 10 starts. We know guys who've gone on to have a great deal of success, who have struggled up to that point in time. No two things are the same. You know, who have you played? I think there are a lot of different uh, things going on there. I also think that the Burrow, who did sort of come out of nowhere in college, and he wasn't wasn't like a Phillip Rivers, who I still think holds the record for most starts in college and that sort of thing. Um, I, I just think that Burrow was, and everybody thought this, was more prepared given the systems that he played in was more prepared to go and have some success than Haskins, who was working against the fact that he did not come from a pro system and he didn't have a lot of starts under his belt. I just feel bad for the guy. I just feel no, bad for I, I mean, I feel bad for Haskins. I'm not sure I feel that bad for Darnold. I don't necessarily feel bad for Darnold, big, but I do you know, wonder. Big white Jets. quarterback out of Southern Cal. Come on. He's got everything going for him. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Can I say that out loud? You went to UCLA? Is that? The, well, you, again, and you no, kind of like USC more anyway. So. Well, because I'm out here and it's one of those things like I, well, I'd like to see the Pac-12 do something. I'm, yeah. I'm a Stanford guy in the end. I, I don't care. I don't care about UCLA. But um, no, nor should anyone, frankly. We should talk about the COVID thing because Joe yeah. brought it up and I was going to bring this up. That is it Stephen Gilmore? Is that how you pronounce his first name or is it Stefan? I think it's Stefan Gilmore. How's he spelling? S T E P H E N. That's my middle name. H O N. So ah. it might be Stefan. It could be Stefan. Gilmore. Yeah. You know, he and Patrick Mahomes at the end of that game are hugging. Yeah. yeah. They're not wearing masks, and he tested positive. Gilmore tested positive. He did. Yes. So um, at the moment, the New England game, as well as the Tennessee game, and there was two or three more at least positives more on Tennessee. Tennessee. Right now, they're. Slated to not postpone. Yeah. Right now they're slated, you know, and we'll see what happens. But Goodell, you know, I think shortly after our show on Monday came out and, you know, said, listen, if you're not following the protocols, you're going to have to forfeit. Yeah. You're going to have to forfeit some games. And it seems and particularly Tennessee. the way to go. That's the typical NFL way to approach it, too. It's not well, MLB, I- you know, nuancing it around. No, it's NFL. It's like, no, screw it. You're done. You lose. And I think it's Tennessee. uh, We definitely are at least getting hints that there have been uh, guys who have broken protocol. uh, And, uh, you know, we all said that. That's what we saw in Major League Baseball with the Marlins that we were speaking about before. That breakout was because a number of guys did not follow the proper protocol. Um, It's just it's it's difficult, though. You know, because you one guy can break protocol and can give it to numerous guys. So I don't know if a forfeit, hmm, I, maybe it'll have the desired effect. And I guess really it comes down to that, that the ends will justify the means. Um, but uh, it's it's concerning. But I do think to the point that we made before, I think the NFL is um, is approaching it pretty much the only way that it can at this point. And so hopefully that will be successful. My dogs are going crazy here. I don't know what's going on. So uh, Tom Marino wants to uh, do the PowerPoint himself next next uh, show or next week. And uh, he wants to prove that he's not cheating all this time because <laughs> we, we just completely accuse everyone of, of trash cans. We just assume everyone's cheating. I can't believe we've talked about all the topics that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Today. We talked about the NBA finals. We talked about NFL and COVID. We talked about MLB playoffs. We've mm-hmm. done our PowerPoint. Yeah. We're at 38 minutes. Do you know what the key is, John? The key is not putting times next on to the menu. Rundown. First time ever. First yes. time the menu didn't have times. Yeah, because what's the point? Because we always blow past the time. It's a good, it's so, a good point. So let me ask you this. First off, I, I like the idea of having Tom do the power do, do do the trivia and the PowerPoint. Okay. I like that a lot. Second of all, is there anything that's tugging on you? about a deep dive coming up in the future. Is there anything at all that is saying, you know, there is a documentary that I would have liked to have seen. I'll have to admit, I really haven't haven't seen it. 
I, I really admit I haven't really thought about it simply because, to your point earlier, there I'm I'm struggling to remember what games are on any given day, right? And trying to at least put in my time by watching some of each of the games. I'm trying to do that with baseball, trying to dial in a little and see what the story is. Um, so no, I'm nothing, uh, nothing off the top of my head. Though I may, I may have to do a deep dive into why did Joe Flacco transfer out from Pitt? Uh, was it just the uh, you know the inappropriateness of of the University of Pittsburgh? Well, who knows? And that's just for our Pitt fans. So no, I haven't really had an opportunity to think about it. People should, if if the people who are fans of this show, uh, either of them, if they have an idea for a deep dive, they should. Uh, Throw it out there because maybe maybe you will. Do you have one, Mark? It seems to me this is this is where you set it up to make me look bad. Joe, Joe, I don't know if he's trying to punish you or not, but he wants one on dynasties. And no chance in hell. No chance in hell. No chance in hell. Again, why not? Don't like dynasties. It's not something I prefer would particularly want to do a. uh, and, and, and it's kind of it's kind of I mean, it's that's a mini series, frankly, because, you know, if you got into that, you'd you'd have to do. I mean, wh- how many dynasties would you do? The Celtics of the 60s? I mean, maybe the Steelers. Um, yeah, it, that that's that's all encompassing. And I don't like dynasties. So I like that idea. I like the well, idea. Have at it. <laughs> Knock yourself out. In each sport, though, that's a big one, though. He said in each sport. So, dynasty. So, let's talk about that right now. Let's just talk about that. What team would you pick in hockey? Would it be the Canadians? Oilers. Obviously. The Oilers. Oilers would be good. That would be fun because I just like saying some of those names. Mike Crucial Niski. Um, yeah, okay. that would be the Canadians. Oilers would in be, hockey, although I think the Canadians have won more. I yeah, I I you know I'd I'd love to. You did the Philadelphia thing, but those Flyers are just that's really interesting to me, and I think you consider that a bit of a dynasty. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Jeff, Jeff, that's okay. that's the best for me would be the the Oilers. I mean, the Oilers are a good one. That's that's the eighties, and that will be a lot of fun. Uh, what about uh, what about NBA? Would it be the Lakers? Would it be the Celtics? Be the Bulls. Hold on, I gotta open the door. The Pistons. Jeff. The Pistons dynasty in the late eighties, early nineties. That, that would be fun, and I think they're the overlooked a lot. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know that there's one of those that hasn't I mean there have been great documentaries on the Celtics. I mean, we just had the, the Jordan Bulls thing that everybody, if you remember back when we started this, that's all yeah. we were talking about. Um so uh, yeah, I don't know the the Pistons. There's also I think a two part on, or a, a, at least the two hour one on the Bad Boys. So that's that's been done as well. It has um, been done. Okay. Hey, you know, there's one that's right up Mark's alley that could be done. San Francisco in the 2010s, the Giants. Uh, no, the 2020 Golden State Warriors. There you go. Oof. Oof. Well, what happened? Think- the story of the 2020 Golden State right. Warriors. Well, that's what injuries can do. Man. Well, I, I just, I just meant they're, they're that dynasty's not even over. I mean, next year they will be right back on top again, especially if Giannis Antetokounmpo is playing with them. And well Joe done. saying, Joe saying UCLA now UCLA basketball. There's already a great one on UCLA basketball. There so is. There basically, is. Okay. no. Yeah, no. There's a terrific one on UCLA. Basketball. Is there one on the Oilers? I'm sure there is. Right. Oh, there's a great one. Yes. Uh, and there's one on the Pistons, you said already. And there's one on UCLA. Uh, there's plenty on the Cowboys. There's plenty on the Niners. There's plenty on the Packers. There's yeah, plenty on... Uh, won't be doing the Cowboys of the 90s, Joe. We, no. Hill. I'm not going to do any dynasty one. Let's, let's be honest. I'm not doing a dynasty deep dive. I'm not going to do it. No, I'll do a dynasty deep dive. I like dynasties. I just have to get the, the right one. I don't want to do a hockey one at this point. I did. I, you know, the best I could do was talk about the flyers in my Philly deep dive. Yeah. You're not really um, a, a hockey guy, you know, but I enjoyed, you know, kind yeah. of, Oh yeah. Yeah. Skirting yeah. Around I, get that. I get it. Uh, you know, football, uh, you know, I, uh, it's not going to interest me to do the Niners cause I know everything, you know, it's not, I'm not going to learn anything and you, you want to be able to learn something yourself when you do these things. How about Don Shula? What went wrong? Don Shula. What went wrong? 
<laughs> you know, you know what, you know what's funny is you think it that way. We have I think what went wrong with Don Shula is Dan Marino. I, I think uh, I, I've always said this about I've said this about that um, is that I think yeah, that he was overly um, uh, loyal to assistants because I don't think the game passed Don Shula by because I think the argument that it didn't was the fact that he had, you know, he got to a Super Bowl in 82 with a with you know, David Woodley at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Um and, and a powerful running game, and certainly those Dolphin teams of the 70s, powerful running game. And then he did have success with the best pure passer in football. I think uh, what they ran into was, uh, and we've talked about this ad infinitum with our friend Riley Claremont, is they never got bad enough to get high enough draft choices. I don't think the front office did as great a job drafting as they could have. I think they, there were a lot of bad draft choices. If you look back at what the dolphins did, they had some injury issues with guys like John offered all were great players on defense. Um, and I think some of those defensive coaches and even offensive coaches, Gary Stevens, who had success at the university of Miami as well. I don't necessarily think they were of the quality that Don Shula needed at that point. Um, to, to win championships. Then. I don't know. I, I tend to agree with Jeff in the sense that uh, it was Marino. Fell in love with that and just thought didn't have to. Well, but I mean, they, they did. They, they, went, they got Sammy Smith, who, you know, a lot of people thought Sammy Smith was going to be a, very good and it didn't really work out. Bobby Humphrey, I believe. I, I think, though, really, they didn't focus on the run Dan Marino's entire career. And I think that their lack of focus on the run led to a lot of that lack of having a run game. Well, I mean, I think there's probably some of that. Lack of defense, too, John. I mean, their defenses with, uh, you know, who's the uh, defensive coordinator that was so, you know. Tom Olivadotti. Olivadotti. Olivadotti was was roasted over a skewer. And, again, if you have a good running game, you can control the clock, then your defense can have a chance to rest for quite a while. No, I don't disagree with that. I I think there were a number of reasons. There's something in me. That Dan Marino did not want a running game. Dan Marino just didn't have the will to win. He just wanted the stats. I I agree that he didn't want a running game. I'm I'm serious. I don't think he did. I think that no, he I mean, was the focus of that offense. I I, I got to say, Dan Marino. I, Dan Marino wanted to win football games. I I obviously he had a will to win. Obviously yeah. had a will to win. That's a funny trope to say, and it causes all kinds of it presses all kinds of buttons, which now, I love. Now, by the way, Joe Conley now asking for a Miami Hurricanes or the Bills losing four in a row, both of which are thirty for thirties. Joe, somebody get Joe Conley the box set of thirty for thirties for God's yeah. sake. He's throwing yeah, the out U. documentaries we already have. The U. The U. It's a two parter. It's like four hours. But Don Shule is a good one because he did lose the most iconic Super Bowl ever. You mm-hmm. have to admit they were eighteen and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. He lost that. He also lost the Cowboys. They were outmanned that yeah. first Super Bowl in 71. They did win two in a row. Iconically, you know, not how many teams have lost the Super Bowl and then won two in a row subsequent? No others. No, no other others teams have done that. And they were undefeated. No other teams done that. And then and then he was able to reboot from three yards in a cloud of dust with a, an occasional deep bomb to Paul Warfield to the the Dan Marino era and the David Woodley era, and they got to a Super Bowl in 82, which they probably they pro- they easily could have won that game. That was a yeah. that was a you know the Washington Redskins, which lost, which they they got just boat raced the following year, even though they had a much better team in '83. In '82, you know they they did not have as good a team as they did, and Miami was Miami was in control most of that game. That was a better that Miami defense uh, that they had in '82 was really really good, um, which is surprising because a couple of years later Marino comes along and that defense isn't quite as good, and obviously they got boat raced by your Niners in in the Super Bowl as well. But that was a really really good defense. That was also a strike shortened year in '82, so there was a bit of an asterisk there. I, I um, agree with that, but '84 they ran through everyone. Yeah, and the Niners made adjustments. In, in, they, they didn't do substitutions. They kept, they they literally kept their uh, defensive line in that was 
meant, you know, for third downs, for rushing the quarterback, for getting after the, they kept them in there the whole time. They just took care of the run on the way into Marino. Yeah. And, and the Dolphins couldn't adjust. In 85, they were at home in a championship game and lost the Patriots, a, a, an inferior team. The Dolphins and the Bears would have been a much better Super Bowl. In 92, they lose to the Bills at home in the championship game. That's they the lose a game they game. should have won against the Chargers, a division game in 94. Yeah. I think Don Shula, what went wrong, is a pretty good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all. We, that's, I, I will not. That would cause lose, a rift. That I will lose friendships. friendships. Yeah. I will lose a friendship. Yeah, that would cause a rift in friendships. Uh, our friend Jerry Isinger asking if uh, there's a good documentary out there on Barry Sanders. Um, benefit of the fact that it's the Detroit Lions. We won't be doing that. Well, no. Now, again, again, we can rip the Lions and yeah, we, and, you know, exalt Barry Sanders at the same true. time. And, and Jerry, of course, a big Michigan guy. He's a big Lions guy. Yeah. His lifetime, the Lions have not. They've gone to one championship game and weren't even close. They really haven't sniffed even getting to a Super Bowl. And we talked about it the last show. They also squandered good quarterback play. Greg Landry and um, uh, the, the guy who does college football. I knew his name several days ago, Gary Danielson, uh, who, again, Joe Gibbs wanted to bring into, into Washington. He wanted to trade Joe Theismann and bring in Gary Danielson. So, yeah, the the Lions, boy, that would get uh, – you would, you would have to dig into – you would be – you would deal with so much um, just – and I don't even know the dis- – they're not even entertainingly dysfunctional. It's just it's just a mediocrity that is you know there's a great line Ford v Ferrari one of my favorite movies love that movie there's there's a point where uh, Lee Iacocca is trying is trying to convince uh, Ford to buy Ferrari because Ferrari's out of money and it, it's up for sale and eventually Fiat buys uh, Ferrari but there's a there's a point where he's trying to make a a point to these executives at Ford and they're like. Ferrari, Ferrari doesn't, Ferrari makes fewer cars. We make more cars in a day than Ferrari makes all year. We spend more on office supplies than they do. And he makes the point, uh, Enzo Ferrari will and has gone down as the greatest car maker of all time. Not because he made the most cars, because he made the coolest cars. And you always just get a sense with the Lions that it's just this, Year in and year out, we're going to make more money. This is going to be very, very successful. We're going to build. We have a beautiful stadium, blah, 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 blah. But they just never, ever seem to be able to turn that into a a success. And it is remarkable for how long they've been a franchise. They haven't won a championship since Bobby Lane in the 50s. And they really haven't sniffed other than 91. And that's a bit of an anomaly. Nobody thought that team was going to beat uh, no. a Washington team in 91. No. They were head and shoulders above them. Who did no. they upset? They upset the Rams coming in. I can't remember who they upset. I think Detroit beat Dallas, actually. Dallas, maybe that Dallas. Was a Dallas team that was not quite there yet. Right. It was, you know, two years removed for from 15 losses. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that Dallas got that far. I think that Detroit beat Dallas in 91. Uh, Sanders is interesting, though, because how many, you know, there's only a handful, right, of, of running backs that have won the Heisman and are, are also then a Hall of Fame running back. Yeah. I mean, I can only think, I can think of O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Who else? Is Mike Garrett in the Hall of Fame? No. I mean, I don't Marcus know. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. That's a good one. Marcus Allen is. So that's three. Uh, one outside of USC. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Maybe I don't. So I don't. this guy is a Heisman Trophy winner and a Hall of Famer, and had a career that was as brilliant as Marcus Allen's or OJ Simpson's. Obviously, he went over two thousand yards one year, mm-hmm. and and I think broke OJ's record. May have even broke didn't break uh, Dickerson's record. I don't think, but still. That Barry Sanders is a good one because then we can talk about the dysfunction of the Lions. Because to me, John, to me, where I turned against Lions fans is the way they tw- treated Wayne Fonts. <laughs> Don't they wish they had Wayne Fonts now? Yes. I mean, are you kidding me? Oh, you just make the playoffs every year. Wah, wah, wah. You don't win a playoff game. Well, you did win. You got to the championship game under Wayne Fonts, oh, by yeah. the way. And then you got to two or three other playoff games under Wayne Fonts, and you hated the guy. You hated the guy, 
Really? I mean, yeah, they, come on. Yeah, and and they didn't really have stellar quarterback play in the Fonts era. It really did come down to Barry Sanders, and uh, I think a good quarterback can carry a mediocre coach better than a medio uh, than you know a coach can carry a not good quarterback. I, I think um, they had Eric Kramer and Scott Mitchell in that era. You know, and and you have Barry Sanders. Yeah, you have Barry Sanders. I think Barry Sanders is a good one. I do love the Woody Hayes one though too. I Woody do Hayes, why is that? I mean, do we do we have Woody Hayes documentaries out there? Woody Hayes had a remarkable career. Yeah, there are Woody Hayes. There are Ohio State, Michigan documentaries and Woody Hayes. That I'll think about that one because I grew up. My father, my the whole side, the Pelkey side of my family are all from uh, Ohio, and Ohio State was the first college football team. Ohio State and Penn State were the first two college football teams that I was aware of. And you know, John Capaletti, and then two Archie Griffin Heisman trophies back to back. Those were. When I was eight, nine years old, those were the uh, the teams of note. So Woody Hayes would be a good one. Yeah, absolutely remarkable career. Um, and lost, you know, I think maybe a big part of why he snapped was Dick Vermeil. They were undefeated going into that 1976 Rose Bowl mm-hmm. with UCLA. And UCLA, who was not competing for a national championship, beat them. They happened to win the Pac-10 at the time, I Maybe even back eight. It might have been eight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they happened to win that, uh, but they weren't competing for a national championship. Ohio State was undefeated coming into that game. And that's only two years, two, three years before the. What year was that? 78? 70, it was 76 season. 76. So five years because it was 81, I believe, the Charlie right, Brown. I think it was still in the 70s. I think still was in the 70s. I think it might have been 79, 78 no, or 79. I think it might have been. It might have been the 79 season in the 80 Gator Bowl. Um, let me let me check that. Uh, it, it, it could be. I, I believe it was seventy nine. I just seventy nine seems to come to mind. Maybe that's a year Maybe. I like, I want to forget. This news this news just broke. Uh, Tennessee Titans players did break protocol, and Ryan Tannehill was one of the players who broke protocol to work out. Yeah, that that had been the rumor earlier. So I wonder if they're going to have to. For, I wonder if they're going to have to forfeit their next game. How about that? Because they're playing the Bills, two four two uh, four and O team against a three and O team, and if the Bills get a victory against the Titans from a forfeit, yeah, I, I, can would he would he institute that, that, that forfeit now? Of, would they institute that forfeit now? Or is that a, it's a moving forward not. sort of thing? Because I don't think you can yeah. retroactively oppose uh, propose a penalty on someone, but. Uh, but if you could do it in any situation, because honest to God, if these guys haven't figured it out yet, that there is a, a really, really good chance that you, if you break protocol, there's a better than average chance that you may contract this. And it doesn't take a lot of you. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to find the Woody. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, it was uh, 78. The 1978, December 29th, 1978. So 78, 79, worst year of my life. I've uh, done everything. I'm good, at, I'm good at the dates, Johnny. You really are. You really are good at the dates. Apparently, Jeff's about ready to take his MG out for a run. <laughs> Amanda wants me to lose the England hat. See, so I figured know. I would even out and make it a little better for her. She she was disappointed in, in uh, Mark's... Uh, and, and Amanda, uh, I hate to show you this, but I actually have... An English flag on my tattoo. It is the 1776 album cover, but I do have the Union Jack on my. Uh, so but we're losing losing some fans, I'm sure. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna explore uh, sending the progressive trivia to Tom Marino. We're gonna explore perhaps a Barry Sanders deep dive, and we're going to well sit back and just watch all the sports happen in the next few days. And we've got and, live games happening even as we speak. Even as we speak. Live sports are happening as we speak. So, That's right. Uh, as in, in the bottom of the third, with two down, uh, the uh, Braves are up one nothing on the Marlins. I like a Braves Dodgers NLCS, and I like an Astros Yankees ALCS. I think. Wow, that, would- that boy, talk about a Sophie's choice for me. <laughs> Good lord! Well, not really a Sophie. It's the opposite of Sophie's choice. Take them both. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt. Man, the Yankees yeah, and that's, the Astros. That's something like a really dark, you know, what was it? Oof. Kids in the Hall were pretty dark. Yeah. Missed the show got pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, you know, what? one of those shows would go, just, ah, take them both. That's not, that's the <laughs> off not mentioned catch 23. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. Exactly. Gosh, I don't know, man. And, and I have said, you know this, Mark, I have said that Yankees Dodgers World Series, I, even though I don't like either of those teams, I could get by, by, uh, get behind that because of the nostalgic aspect of it um but uh boy who would i cheer for astros dodgers or yankees dodgers astros dodgers it's a great obviously great story to see if it is a great story true redemption not just the joe kelly making a face and hitting someone redemption and then getting a mural painted about him not that i have any opinion about that at all um but true not redemption. A fan of murals. Yeah. <laughs> why are you why are you anti-mural? No, I'm fine with murals. I'm fine with the idea. As long as it's Juan Marichal. As long as it's Juan Marichal trying to murder Johnny Roseboro. That's okay. Joe, Joe really. Joe Connolly says Astros Dodgers, Astros gonna win again. Uh Yankees Dodgers obviously would be the best. Would be the best. I'm looking and, for the um, I seventy five series, brother. The I seventy five series? That's right. The Braves Rays. Braves Rays. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. The I-75 series? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you have to jump on it. 275 to get to St. Pete, uh, but still, you know, we all figure it out. There. I, no, I, like Braves. I like both those teams. I like both those teams. Those teams could easily get there. There's no doubt about it. But oh, I yeah. I mean, I, especially the Braves. I, you know, I don't think anyone's going to touch the Dodgers. I don't think the Astros will touch the Dodgers. I don't think the Yankees will touch the Dodgers. The, the Dodgers are by far and have been for over two years now the best team in baseball and the best organization in baseball. And you don't have to be a Dodger fan to see that. That yet. If you're a baseball fan, it's yet. clear. Yeah. And yet, I agree. The yet is what. The yet is what makes it great. The yet is what makes it great. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, you got to have something to show for it. In the end, it's, it's great to have all of that success. But if you don't walk away, what do we think about when we think of the Braves of the 90s? We think about, they really should have won more. And they did win one. They did, right. And they won one. Imagine if the Dodgers get back now and don't ever have a chance to parlay that into a World Series championship. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I would bet on them against pretty pretty much anybody. I would bet for them. As giddy as I was uh, that the Nationals beat the Dodgers in the division series, and I was. We were on the ship. When I I saw that, it was – I literally was giddy, and I'm not ashamed to say that. As giddy as I was, I did feel bad for Clayton Kershaw. Because it was him coming in there, gave up a home run, gave up a tie home run, gave up the or, or gave up two home runs in a row, I think. Yeah. And uh, and afterwards, the the Dodgers clubhouse was so despondent. And he said, I guess what people say about me is true about him being a clam in the postseason. And I don't know. There was something about that. It was like, I know the man makes $35 million a year. Now I'm going to get onto my Lamborghini hovercraft and go to <laughs> Fiji for a month. Yes. Yes. I know all of these things. I know he's been privileged beyond belief. I know the do- you know, he's playing for the best organization maybe in sports right now. Uh, but somehow I, I did. I felt you bad. do want to see the greats win. It's one, you know, I was not a Dan Marino or a Dolphin fan during that era, but the fact that he never won one and deserved a certain Clayton Kershaw deserves a championship. He's a championship caliber player, but you know, championships are won by teams and the Dodgers, they put themselves in the position. They've put themselves in the position. They, uh, eight to consecutive your point, division with eight consecutive division titles. I mean, eight consecutive division of. titles, still one of the best organizations, if not the best organization in baseball, still, uh, still one of the great farm systems. Yeah. Um, they, they've oh. got the, they've got the resources, unlike Tampa, they've got the resources to, to pay for the big free agent here and there. They just have not performed at, under pressure in the most important games. And, you know, there's the, uh, there's the argument. There are teams that don't play well from, from ahead teams that are not as favorites don't do as well as they do as they do as underdogs. Yeah. And uh, you know, wouldn't be shocked to see the Dodgers drop, not win, drop off, lose some of these guys in three years from now with an undermanned 
yes. gritty team come back and win it all. Right. Right. I love the Cardinals, who had great teams in 06. Yeah. And I think in 04, couldn't get over the hump. And then in 11, when they barely snuck in, end up winning the World Series. Yeah, that, that story happens a lot. I do like the fact that Petco Park and our, and uh, Chavez Ravine are the sites of the AL, ALDS and ALCS. And, um, and then Arlington and Houston are the sites for the NLCS. I think that's a lot of fun. And All good right. for baseball. Good for baseball to now put the playoffs in a bubble. And I think I would have to say on on balance, baseball has been very successful. And, and that was way up in the air, John Pelkey, in the spring and the early summer. It was way up in the air. We felt they, they might have the together. We felt they might have the most uh, difficulty if they didn't bubble because of uh, because of the travel and the, the way that was going to work and playing multiple games a week against other teams, whereas in, in the NFL, you know, it's a weekly thing. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we did not have a lot of faith that baseball was going to get through it without a pause. I mean, I was texting you every day, dominoes, dominoes, thinking that at, at some point, yeah, that at some point they were going to have oh, to yeah. at least. Yeah, that's true. We did it. We were, it was great. Uh, but we, we really thought that at the least they would have to pause the season because you remember the discussion was how long could they hold off? Could they, yeah. could they not play for up to 10 days and then come back? Um, and now it's the NFL. And, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I don't always like, uh, the, the strongman tactic of the NFL, but I think it's pretty obvious that yeah. given what we've seen and the, and the loss of Cam Newton, is it's a blow to the whole NFL. The fact that we didn't get to see the Cam Newton New England Patriots yeah. against the Chiefs yeah. robs us of one of those early season classic matchups. And I think what we saw from the Patriots defensively is that with Cam Newton, that's a hell of a football game and 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 a bit of a pick 'em, frankly. And I just don't know, you know, just wear a mask, Ryan Tannehill, if you're working out. You know what I mean? And just just don't get on a machine that has someone nearby or wipe it down. I mean, I think if you do the normal protocols that CDC, social distance, wash your hands, wear a mask, you can do everything else you want to do, Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. You can work out. I just don't understand. I just don't understand that kind of stuff. It's mm -hmm. like just... just And in the end, just wear a mask. I don't it's know. hard. It, it, it's, it, it's difficult. If you do... It's difficult for young. For, it's right. difficult for young guys like that. I mean, we heard, yes. uh, we heard the comments that uh, I, I can't remember who it was. Who, I understand. Uh, the, the, uh, gosh, I can't remember who the player was who said, you know, I, you know, I don't, I wear the mask for other people. I think God will protect me and all that. And that's all fine that that's your thing. But again, making the point that even though I believe that I'm protected from this, the reason I don't do it is so uh, that I'm going to wear it is so that other people won't be infected and and. You know, for Ryan Tannehill, look, I, I get it. You feel bulletproof. You really you've proven some people wrong. Sure. I think a lot of us and sure. you're young and you're healthy. And there is a good chance that if you were to contract it, you would yeah. not. But you don't you want to play? Yeah. Don't you want to play the games? Because if you get it, you're going to you're going to miss a couple of weeks. And yeah. I would think of a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who it took a while to get to this point where he is a, a good NFL quarterback on a good playoff caliber yeah, team. Seriously, seriously. Why do you want to miss games, dude? Yeah. We want to see yeah. you play, Ryan. Kirk hey. Cousins, I believe, is the guy you were referring to. Earlier. Kirk Cousins, yes. I'd forgotten that he played in the NFL, and I think many people <laughs> for the Vikings would prefer that he not be playing at this point in time. On good that God. note, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you to all of our fans, the the half dozen or so that are out there. We appreciate you tremendously. Reese Williams, Thanks. our new fan, our newest Thanks fan. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks for checking us out on YouTube Live. For John Pelkey, Jeff Taylor, I'm Mark Ferreira. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Stay safe.